0: Microsoft Story Classic, bringing to you recordings of old storybooks. Lightfoot on a Boat, Lightfoot the Leaping Goat, Episode 7. The park where Lightfoot, the Leaping Goat, had worked with Mike for several weeks, giving rides to children was quite a large one. There were many paths in it and driveways. There were also patches of woods and places where the bushes grew in tangled clumps, making many hiding places. I'd better hide myself for a while, thought Lightfoot, for though he was a tame goat, he still had some of the wildness that is in all animals, even your pussycat. And this wildness made him want to hide when he thought himself in danger, and the danger Lightfoot feared was that he would be beaten with a stick for knocking over the boy who had tormented him. I'll hide under these thick bushes," said the goat to himself, when he had run quite a distance from the park where the small wagons were kept. The bushes were thick, but with his strong head and horns Lightfoot soon poked away for himself into the very middle of them, and there he lay down upon the ground to rest, for he had run fast and was tired. his heart was beating very hard. Though he did not know it, Lightfoot had done just as a wild goat would have done, one that lived in a far-off country who had never seen a wagon, a harness, or a squatter's shanty. He had hidden himself away from danger, and with beating heart as he crouched under the bush, Lightfoot wondered what he would do next. "'I can't go back to the park and help Mike with the wagon, "'giving the children rides,' thought Lightfoot. "'If I do, that boy with the stick will be waiting for me. "'He'll be angry at me for knocking him down. "'That little girl wasn't mad at me for knocking her off the trolley track. "'But then that was different, I guess. "'And maybe Mike will be angry with me, too. "'I'll be sorry for that. "'He won't give me any more lumps of salt, nor sweet carrots.' I won't see Blackie again, nor Grandpa Bumper. I'll never jump around on the rocks anymore and see the sharp horns. Well, it can't be helped, I suppose. I must do the best I can. I'll stay here for a while and see what happens. So Lightfoot remained in hiding, and when Mike had finished getting his little lunch in the restaurant, he came back to reharness his goat to the wagon, ready to give the children rides in the afternoon. "'Why, where's Lightfoot?' asked Mike in surprise as he came back and saw the broken rope where he had tied his pet. "'Where's my goat?' "'How should I know?' asked Henry in a cross sort of voice. "'He butted me over on my back a little while ago.' "'You must have done something to make him do that quickly,' cried Mike." He looked at the end of the broken rope. At first he thought Henry might have cut it on purpose to let Lightfoot get away, but the ends of the rope, frayed and rough, showed that it had not been cut but broken. Have any of you seen Lightfoot? asked Mike of the other boys, but they had all been to dinner themselves and had not seen what had happened. The other goats, too, had been taken to the stable for the noon meal. Only Henry had seen Lightfoot run away, and he felt so unkindly toward the goat and Mike that he would not tell. Mike ran here and there, asking the park policemen and other helpers if they had seen his goat, but none had. Lightfoot had taken just the best possible time to run away, noon, when everyone was at dinner, and now the goat was safely hidden in the bushes. "'Well, I've just got to find him,' said Mike to himself, as he looked at the goat's harness hanging on a tree, and at the wagon with its strip of bright red carpet. "'I've just got to find Lightfoot!' telling Mr. Marshall what had happened, and promising to come back with Lightfoot as soon as he could find him and take up again the work of giving children rides in the park, Mike set off to find his pet. Along the paths, cutting across the grassy lawns, looking under clumps of bushes, asking those he met, Mike went on and on looking for Lightfoot. Now and then he stopped to call the goat's name, but though once Lightfoot, from where he was hiding, heard Mike's voice. He did not believe in answer, as he had always done before. "'He is looking for me to whip me,' thought Lightfoot, "'and I am not going to be whipped.' Poor Lightfoot! If he had known that Mike would not whip him, but would have petted him and given him something nice to eat, the goat might have come out from the bush where he was hiding and have trotted up to Mike.' Had Lightfoot done this, he would have saved himself much trouble. But then, of course, he would not have had so many adventures... After calling and looking for Lightfoot, even very near the bush under which the goat was hidden, but never suspecting his pet was there, Mike walked farther on. He had not given up the search, but now he was far from the place where Lightfoot was hiding. Lightfoot stayed under the bushes and listened. He did not hear any coming toward him, and he began to think he was now safe. He was beginning to feel a bit hungry again, so he reached out and nibbled some of the leaves. "'My, that taste is good,' he said to himself. "'It's better even than the grass that grows on top of the rocks at home.' Then all of a sudden Lightfoot felt homesick. He thought of the fun he had had with Blackie and the other goats, and he wanted to go back to them. "'I think I'll do that,' he said. "'Maybe, after all. Mike will not let that other boy beat me, but I'll wait until after dark.' The sun sank down in the west. The children and their nurses went home from the park. The goats and wagons were taken to the staple. Mike came back from his search. "'Well, did you find your goat?' asked Mr. Marshall. Mike shook his head sadly. "'No, I didn't,' he answered. "'But I'll look again tomorrow. "'If you don't find him pretty soon,' went on the man. "'I'll have to get another goat and wagon.' Mike felt sadder than ever at this, for he knew the money he had been able to earn with Lightfoot was much needed at home, and it was with a sorrowful heart that Mike told his mother what had happened. Never mind, Mike, my darling, said the good Irish woman. Maybe Lightfoot will come back to us some day. At dark, Lightfoot crept out from under the bush. The lights were sparkling in the park, and he thought he could easily find his way back to Shantytown. Mike had driven him from there to the park and back many times. But the darkness, even though there were lights here and there, bothered Lightfoot. He soon became lost. He did not know which way he was going. Once, as he crossed a green lawn in the park, he saw, standing under a lamp, a policeman with a club. Lightfoot did not know what a policeman was, but he knew what a club was used for—to beat goats. But he shan't beat me, thought Lightfoot, so he kept in the shadows and got safely past. On and on he wandered, trying to find his way back to the rocks where he had spent so many happy months, but he could not find them, and at last he became so tired that he crawled under some bushes and went to sleep. It was morning when Lightfoot awakened. He found he was in a strange place. It was a place of many streets and with big cars running back and forth on shining rails. But they did not run as did trolley cars. Instead, a big engine pushed them and pulled them. Though Lightfoot did not know it, he was near a railroad yard. He came out from under the bush to look for something to eat. He saw an empty can with a piece of paper on it that he knew was covered with paste. He wanted that paper very much, but as he crept out to get it, a boy picking up coal from the tracks saw him and cried, Oh, fellers, look at de goat! Let's chase him! and chase after Lightfoot they did, shouting and throwing lumps of coal. Lightfoot had no mind to be caught, so he ran across the tracks. The boys shouted at him, the men in the railroad yard yelled at him, and when he crossed the tracks the engines tooted their whistles at him. Altogether Lightfoot was very much frightened. On and on he ran. Some of the boys were getting closer now, for Lightfoot could not run over the shiny rails as easily as they. I'm going to get that goat, cried the boy who had first seen Lightfoot. Lightfoot heard the boy's shout, though he did not understand the words. The goat knew he must run faster and faster, and he did. He came to a place near the line of the railroad tracks, where he could see some water. He knew what water was, for he drank it, and also, when it rained hard, there was a little pond and a stream that formed on top of the big rocks, so he was used to seeing large puddles. Lightfoot ran close to this water. The boys racing after him saw, and one cried, Oh, de goat's going to swim! But Lightfoot was not going to do that. He was only looking for a good place to hide. Pretty soon he saw it. Floating on the water was something that looked like a little house. Smoke was coming from a stovepipe in the roof. And beyond the house, and seeming to be a part of it, were two big long black holes. Those holes would make a good place to hide," thought Lightfoot. He ran up alongside of them and looked down. There was nothing in them, and no one was in sight. The boys chasing after him were behind freight cars just then and could not see the goat. "'I'll hide down there,' said Lightfoot to himself. "'It isn't as far to jump as it was from the top of the rocks to the roof of the shanty there. Down into the dark hole near the funny little house' leaped Lightfoot. And where do you suppose he was now?' He was down in the bottom of a canal boat, down in the big hole, in the hold, as it is called, next to the cabin or little house. In the hold, though, it was empty now, is loaded the cargo. The boat carries hay, grain, or coal. For the first time in his life, Lightfoot was on a boat. Thank you for listening to another episode of Akersoft Story Classic.